today we are wrapping up our, our series called Miracles, The Life of Jesus. And uh, I feel like it was very fitting that we wrap it up today on the day that Jesus performed the greatest miracle of all time by getting up out of the grave. Amen. And thank God that he healed blinded eyes. Thank God that he walked on water. But thank God that he got up out of the grave, that he didn't just stay there, all right? You don't, you don't serve a martyr, you serve a resurrected Savior. Look at your neighbor and say, amen. Now, if you're not an amener, we're okay with amening here, all right? So nobody will know that you amen, okay? So you're good, all right? I want to begin today by focusing on one of my favorite stories uh, in the Bible, and there's so much to it. A lot that we could unpack and honestly we could take an entire series and deal with the story of Lazarus. Jesus resurrecting Lazarus from the dead. We could write books on it. We can, I mean, there's just so much in it. And, and, and a matter of fact, as I studied, I mean, you, I've got a couple of pages of notes here, but if you kept going, there's just a whole bunch of them. And I'm not going to go through them all today, I promise you. I had to weed out things because there's so much in it. But I want to take some things that I think are going to help you on this Easter Sunday, this Resurrection Sunday, but also going to help you next week. How many of you need a little help next week? You can already tell right now I'm going to need some help next week. So the story of Lazarus is this. Jesus was very good friends with Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. They were very close friends. The Bible says this several times, that they were dear, dear friends. Jesus is ministering and somehow gets word that Lazarus is sick. Hey, man, Lazarus is sick. We need you to do something fast. We need you to show up. But instead of Jesus jumping on a plane and getting there, Jesus waited where he was for two more days. Just hung out. Anybody ever feel like Jesus has ever done that to you? Come on now. Hey, we're an authentic church right here. It's okay. Lord, I need your help. And it's like he just kicked back drinking a latte, eating a cake pop, right? You feel that way? That's what he did. The Bible says that he waited for two days. And then finally, he says, well, I guess we better get on to where Lazarus is. Moses on and finally shows up. That was my Mississippi roots coming out of me right there, wasn't it? Moses on down to the, to the house of, of Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And when he gets there, he's four days after the burial of Lazarus. Four days after he has died. And as he shows up, Martha runs up to him and she says, if you had only been here, And when she's done, Mary runs up. Jesus, if you had only been here. Anybody ever said that before? Lord, if you would only have showed up, that job would have worked out. If you would have just showed up when I told you to, the marriage would have worked out. If you would have just showed up, the miracle would have happened sooner. And here we find Our text that I want to read today, John chapter 11 and verse 23. And Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. And yes, Martha said, he will rise again when everyone else rises at the last day. And watch me right here. And I want you to get this. This is where the shift happens. All right? How many need a miracle in your life? Okay, four people. We can go. We can leave y'all. Go on. We can just go to Shoney's. Y'all want to go to Shoney's? Huh? 
Let's try it again. Come on, how many need a miracle in your life? All right, the rest of you. How many need a miracle in someone else's life? Raise your hand. All right? I want to help you today. Right, what I'm about to tell you is where the miracles happen. Okay? If you had only been here, your brother will rise again. I know, God. He will rise again when everyone else rises. This next chapter is where everything shifts. It's where it shifts for Mary and Martha. It's where it shifts for Lazarus. It's where it can shift for you today. And Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. I want you to remember that passage. We're going to be reading it just a moment again, all right? That is what we're talking about today. That shift that I want to see happen in every single one of our lives today. That click where something changes in our mindset. And then he tells them, roll the stone aside. They roll the stone aside. And the Bible says, he said, Lazarus, come out. I love that he called him by name. Some theologians said if he wouldn't have called him by name, every dead person in the world would have gotten up. (laughs) Come on, I believe it. Y'all can laugh. I believe it. I love that he called him by name. Look at your neighbor and say, he knows your name. Come on, some of you didn't look at your neighbor, much less say anything. Look at your neighbor and say, he knows your name. He says, Lazarus, come out. And man, can you imagine the scene? Wrapped up, been dead for four days, no embalming, smelly. Ooh, come on now. And here he comes, hopping out. (laughs) Hopping up, just like that. And Jesus says, loose him and let him go. I raised him from the dead. Now I want him to be completely free. But there's a sermon in that as well, isn't it? He doesn't just want to resurrect you. He wants you to be completely free so you can do what he's called you to do. Amen? I love this. Write this down. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, write this down. I want you to see this. Jesus walks into an atmosphere of disappointment. He's dead. He walks into an atmosphere of doubt if you had only been here. An atmosphere of despair. Oh my God, what are we going to do? An atmosphere of death. And he speaks life. He doesn't even deal with the doubt, the despair, the death. He just walks in and starts speaking life. And when Jesus speaks life, life happens. When he says it, things begin to change. I want us to get that today because that is what Easter is really all about. Easter is about life. Easter is about resurrection. And this is what Jesus does. Jesus brings life. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to talk about it just a minute. John chapter 1 says that the Word, meaning Jesus, was there at the very beginning and He spoke life into everything. He doesn't want life just in your soul. He wants life in every area of your life. 
Matter of fact, John chapter 10, one of our favorite passages of Scripture around here at the hills. This is what we're called to do. We believe this is our mandate. John chapter 10 and 10. The thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He doesn't just want to come and bring life into your life. He wants to bring abundant life. One translation says a full life. One translation, another translation says a rich and satisfying life. And I love the message translation says a life better than you ever dreamed of life. How many are believing for abundance in your life? You want abundance? No, y'all are good? Okay, I'll take yours. I'll, whatever, I'll take it. Most of us just want to get by kind of mentality. But we say this all the time at the hills. Jesus Christ did not die just to get you out of hell and into heaven. He died so that you could have rivers of living water bubbling out of you. So much that you can share some on Do Good Friday. So much that when our teams walk down these streets, that, that, that the people begin to feel life coming out of them. That's what God wants in your life. Not just enough for you, but enough that every, it just pours out of you. Jesus Christ does this life. And not just life, but resurrection. Resurrection. Come on, how many know there's a difference in those two? I mean, the miracle of life. Those of you that are parents, when you first see that baby, what a miracle that is, right? A miracle. But how much more of a miracle is it? When the corpse is laying there and is resurrected. That's what Jesus does. He didn't just want to bring life to you. He wants to bring resurrection to you. Some of you that have laid some dreams down. Some of you that feel like you're disappointed in what's going on. And it's just dead and it's dry. I want to tell you today. Jesus Christ wants to bring resurrection into your life. He wants to bring some passion back. He wants your marriage to be passionate again. Come on somebody. That's where that. Come on. All right, hold up. Time out. Husbands, that was your time right there, okay? That was the moment for you to go, "Uh uh-huh, amen. Let me try it again. Come on, he wants to bring passion into your marriages. This is what Jesus does. He brings life and he brings resurrection. But I want to get back to that switch. Because this is not just what Jesus does. This is who Jesus is. We're here today celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right? That's what Easter is about. Easter is about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But I would say to you that Easter is really about the resurrection himself. It's not about the fact that God gave him life again and he rose up from the dead. It's about the fact that he was life all along. He looked at Mary and he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He does not just bring life. He, come on, y'all help me preach. He does not just bring life. He, he does not just bring resurrection. He, now look at you, David. I'm a good preacher. You didn't know that, but I can... That was good right there. This is who he is. He said in John chapter 14, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. I don't just show you the way. 
I don't just show you the truth. I don't just give you life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And this is where Mary and Martha's mindset had to shift. I want you to go back to our text. If you had only been here, Lazarus will rise again. I know he will rise again when everybody else rises. See, Mary and Martha's mindset about Jesus had to shift. There had to be something that clicked in them and some filter that came off where they really began to see him the way that he really was. Because you can only receive what you believe. You can only receive what you believe. So if you only believe in Jesus as this, then that's all you can receive from him. And Jesus wants us to have all of him. Every piece of him. All of it. Not just a little bit. And so I know that he will, he will resurrect. And what Mary was doing there and Martha was doing there, they were seeing Jesus as their friend. They were seeing Jesus as a prophet. They were seeing Jesus as a rabbi. They were seeing Jesus as a miracle man. They knew that he had healed the blind and that he had, he had called the, the lame to walk and the deaf. and the, he had, they, they knew all that. But this was death. This is a different thing. This is big, Jesus. I mean, I know you're here and we're glad you're here to console us and all, but come on, Lazarus is D-A-I-D, dead. (laughs) For four days, dead. And that's where he says to them, I want you to have an understanding of who I am. I know that we've hung out together. I know we've been friends, but I want to reveal to you who I really am. He wanted them to see who he was, that he does not just resurrect. He is the resurrection, that he does not just bring life. He is life. And this is where it begins to switch. And maybe this is the real miracle in our passage. Maybe the miracle of Lazarus is not as big as the miracle of Mary and Martha suddenly seeing Jesus the way they really need to see him all along. Because this mindset is what prepared them for the greatest miracle in their life. Because the Bible says in John, early, early, early Easter morning, a certain woman goes to check on Jesus. Can anybody guess what her name was? Mary. Mary shows up to check on Jesus. First one there, she finds the tomb empty. Suddenly, oh my Lord, they've stolen his body. They've taken him away. See, there she goes again. If you had only been here, Lazarus would be. How many of you just go right to the depths of despair immediately? Raise your hand. Ah! If you had only been here. They've stolen him. They've taken him away. And as she's weeping, she feels something behind her and she turns around and she assumes it's the gardener. And the gardener says, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? And she says, I'm looking for Jesus. They've stolen him. Or or did you take him? Did you take him? If you did, tell me where he is because I need to go take care of him. In that moment, he does something incredible. The same thing that he did at the mouth of the other tomb. He calls her by name. Lazarus, come forth. 
Mary and Martha's mindset shifts. They see him as he really is. And now once again, in her despair and in her grief, she hears him say, Mary. And her eyes are open. So much so that he says, hey, don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'm not glorified yet. That's another whole, that's a whole eschatology thing. Okay, y'all can get on that at some point. But so much, she, she was so fired up as Jesus. This is the one that anointed him with oil, anointed him with perfume and washed his feet. Can you imagine what she wanted to do at that moment? He's allowed to, come on, how many of you are huggers? How many are not, but you would have hugged him right then, right? Come on. All in. And that was when she saw it. This is not the gardener. This is not Jesus, her friend. This is not Jesus, the miracle man. This is Jesus, the resurrection, the life. You know what he did? Every bit of this, all of this from raising Lazarus from the dead, all of this so that she could see him as he really was. Not for what he did, but for who he was. How about us? How many of us put him on a pedestal of what he does? And that's all you can receive from him is what he does. He's the one that comes through at the last minute. He's the one you fall on your knees and beg to help you after you've made that mistake. And you know what's amazing is he'll be there. And he'll keep showing up and he'll be what you need him to be. When you need a miracle, he will be there. But I want to tell you on this Easter morning, he is so much more than just a miracle man. He is so much more than the one who brings life. He is life. He is so much more than the one who brings resurrection. He is resurrection. He does not just do good, he is good. He does not just show love, he is love. He does not just save, he is the savior. He did not just come to die, he came to resurrect. But he didn't just come to resurrect, he came to resurrect us. Right where you are, with your death and despair and doubt. The reason he showed up was to resurrect you in that. But he is not just, he did not just come to resurrect. He is the resurrection. Today, when you leave here, when you're at the Shoney Salad Bar, well, I forgot this is the early service. Y'all do brunch. That's the, I forgot Easter brunch. All the fancy people come to the early service, right? When you are brunching today, When you go home today, maybe some family time, looking for some eggs in the grass. When you lay your head down tonight, I pray that you'll have a different mindset of who he is. That he's not just the one that pays your bills. That he's not just the one that protects your kids when they're driving off. That he's not just the one that comes through when you get the bad doctor's diagnosis. But he is always the life. And he is always the resurrection. And the only way you and I, come on, that's good. Come on, amen. It's not for me, that's for him. And the only way that we receive resurrection 
is by receiving Him. You can only receive what you believe. So if you believe in Him as being the miracle man, the provider, that's what He'll be. But He wants to be so much more in your life. He wants to be the resurrection in your life. He wants to be the life in your life. Now look at me. I want you to focus. When we really believe that, and I'm talking to all of you, whether, you, whether you're, this is your first time in church ever or if you were raised gnawing on a church pew as a kid, okay? I want you to hear what I'm saying. When we receive that revelation, when like Mary and Martha, we see him as he really is, then laying your life down is not a big deal. When you just see him as your provider, you just see him as the one that you show up on Sunday, when you just see him that way, it's hard to lay your life down. But when you see him as life, it's not hard to lay your life down. Matter of fact, Jesus said, if you want to hang on to your life, you can have it. But that's all you're going to have. But if you want my life, you're going to have to lay your life down so that you can get mine. And that's where we get all wacky. Like, oh, i got to lay my life down. Yeah, yes, exactly. Look at the trade-off, though. The life that you're living or the life that he is. I don't know about you, but I've done a good job in messing my life up. Can I hear an amen from anybody? Every time I do it on my own, I do it wrong. Come on, songwriters. That was a good line right there. Didn't even mean to say that. Why would we fight to hold on to this when he stands there in front of us today saying, here I am. I am the resurrection. I am the life. And I want to tell you today, resurrection is here today. Life is here today because Jesus is here today. Early this morning, I wake up, always wake up early, especially on Sundays but on Easter Sundays, I think I slept two hours. Man, I just buzzed. Just, come on, let's go. Fired up. Just ready. Early this morning, the sun wasn't even up. And I had the worship music going. I had the candles lit. It was just me and him. And I said, Lord, thank you for calling my name. My name. Me. And during my prayer time, I heard him calling people's name today. I heard him saying you, calling your name out right where you are. In your disappointment, in your despair, in your doubt, and in your death. Him calling your name. Maybe you've been hearing it lately. Maybe you've been hearing it just in that still small voice. Or maybe it's a song on the radio. Didn't even have to be a Christian song. It was just a song and suddenly there's this click that it's like, oh man, something in me. Laying down at night, waking up in the morning. But you've been hearing it. Or maybe it's today. Maybe as I'm speaking today, there's something in you that's around. I like to, I like to call it, nobody else likes it when I say this, but I call it my belly button starts buzzing. That buzzing that you get, you know, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, oh, there's some, whoop, that leap inside of you. You know what that is? That's him saying, Brandon, Ben, 
Lindsay? Catherine? By name. What does it do to you to know that he knows you by name? And not just by name, the Bible says that he knows every hair on your head. And for some of us, there's a few, few less after our shower today, right? And I love the fact that when you ran that brush through and some of them stayed in it, that he recalculated. Oh, okay. And when Bentley woke up this morning and he had a few new hairs and his molars were coming in, he recalculated. He's that intimately involved with you right where you are. Instead, what we do is, if you had only been here, I want to pray for you today. Would you close your eyes?